This is the talk of Music City Real Estate. Welcome back to another episode of The Talk of Music City Real Estate. Where we educate and motivate all things real estate. My name is Monty Moore with Realty One Group Music City. Hey, and I'm Carrie Ann with CMG Financial and my mortgage team. Every week we'll be posting a new episode chock full of Nashville real estate value. Yes, and you can follow along and subscribe at talkmusiccity.com. Got a question for us? Ask away at questions at talkmusiccity.com. That's questions at talkmusiccity.com. Monty Moore. We are back. We are back. We are, are, are back. And again, I want to thank you for all the wisdom that you brought, all the knowledge, all the insight that you brought to our class recently. Oh, excited you know, to continue um, that. I, I just, it amazes me what you can put into two hours and, and that, that class really needs to be uh, approved for continuing education. I know they're cashing my checks there in the state. They're not approving my <laughs> class yet. I got to figure that one out. But today's episode is really exciting. We're going to be talking all things commercial all with things a very talented Miss Jennifer Rogers. Welcome. Yes. Hi there. Thanks for coming, Jennifer. <laughs> We're, We're excited looking, to have you here. Looking forward to hearing uh, what's going on in the Nashville market regarding the commercial, the, uh, commercial real estate. You know, I I thought things were in one place only to find out there's totally somewhere else. And I'm looking forward to hearing more yes, about that. Yes, and then where some of us are like, oh, I should have bought that a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about our uh, sponsor today, Yes, Karen. Music City Removal. They are the number one junk removal service in Nashville from residential, commercial, and construction. They're experts in ruining you junk. Their costs include labor and dumping fees without any hidden or added expenses. So whether you need a full clean out or just one item removed, they have you covered. The Music City Removal team knows the importance of respect and trust while in someone else's home. They understand the inconvenience of junk left behind by previous homeowners and tenants and are determined to provide an affordable and customer-focused junk removal service that puts you first. For a free on-site estimate, go to musiccityremoval.com. That's musiccityremoval.com. Yes, Music City Removal, because clutter ain't cute. Shazam! <laughs> <laughs> Dude, well, we All make right. it a lot of fun here, uh, Jennifer. You know, as much as our business and uh, the industry that we are in is very serious, but it is good to to bring some life and, and uh, you know, excitement. So we got the Mr. Jim here that brings the, si- the side effects. So what, Side effects, side so effects. One of the <laughs> what side effects are you bringing to this show there? Yeah. <laughs> Do Betty. So one of the reasons, Carrie Ann, that I wanted Jennifer to um, come on the show with us is because, you know, as a 37-year veteran in the residential real estate world, mm-hmm. over those 37 years, yes, I will admit I have helped a few people buy or sell some commercial real estate but every time that happened i felt like a, I felt like that proverbial duck out of water okay mm-hmm. i knew i wasn't in my lane and i knew that it wasn't probably the best thing for my client but you don't have to be licensed to do that no you just a regular real estate license will oh, really? do it yeah but isn't that scary that's kind of like selling a chicken and a a peacock that's <laughs> terrifying <laughs> Like it's totally but, different, but right? Un- unfortunately, you know, in our industry, sometimes it's really easy to get caught up in, you know, a lack or mode. And I'll never forget a really, really helpful uh, example when I was licensed for maybe a month. And I went to my broker all excited because I had just met somebody who was wanting to buy a, a restaurant. Okay. And I'm thinking now back then average sale price was $64,000 and this guy wanted to spend $250,000. Okay. Well, I'm seeing all kinds of dollar signs, you know, and all bug eyed. Now, what am I going to do? You know, I mean, I hadn't sold a house yet, but look out, I'm going to sell a restaurant, you know? (laughs) And, um, he said, you know, uh, that seems like an exciting thing to do Monty, but in reality, first of all, you have no idea 
about how to sell a restaurant or what's involved or the mm-hmm. paperwork or the, or, or the codes or anything. But equally as important for your career is now you're instead of t- running this way, now you're going to try to run this way mm-hmm. while you're running this way because ultimately you know you want to be a residential real estate professional. Right. That's really what right. your heart is all about. But you're seeing some potential quick dollars, and so you're going to try to run this one at the same time. So what you're going to end up, going to end up doing is probably not succeeding at this end and, may, and yeah, uh, upsetting sure. your client, potential client, and you're going to pull yourself away from the direction you should be focusing on. So I've, I've carried that with me all these years, and now, <clears throat> again, I go back to why I wanted to make sure Jennifer was on our show was because I feel empowered now to have the con- a connection with somebody who's a professional in the commercial side of things mm-hmm. because now I can team up with her. Basically I'm referring it to her, but I can be, you know, in the, in the picture yeah, so I can earn, sure. you know, so I can get a Makes referral sense. fee and that, but th- then sure they're, you know, I'm turning it over to her expertise and somebody you trust. Yeah. You know, somebody I don't like, have to, I don't mm-hmm. have to know all about, you know, cap rates and all this stuff. You know, I don't have to know what's going on uh, in the various right. uh, arenas about what dollar per square foot should be going for and so forth. And, and on top of that, guys, if you haven't searched for uh, commercial real estate, it's a stinking hassle. We don't, they don't have a common database called MLS. You know I mean? Yeah, there's some commercial properties. Maybe 5% of the commercial properties that are available in the Middle Tennessee area. I don't know, Jennifer, you can correct me. But that's you know, a tiny portion of what's out there. You know, both, both of our offices, because I didn't know Jennifer, but both of our offices, Connie and I had to drive around and find ourselves looking for a sign in the window, okay? Mm. There wasn't a common database where you could say, okay, my client's looking for this and this and this. We just pull it up in MLS and then we go out and look at that. Again, when you find out there's only that, and there's other resources like LoopNet and so forth, but again, they only, sh- both properties that we have in our offices, neither were listed anywhere. It was all about hunting and pecking and because I didn't have a professional do that mm. for me. So my encouragement, again, I don't want to be redundant, but my encouragement is find somebody like Jennifer Rogers that you can know as a professional who would represent you well. So Love that. So let's talk about Miss Jennifer, because before we started the show, you shared a passion uh, for horses. Um, That's right. Yeah. So, and then tell us how you got into commercial real estate. Okay. Well, I was a horse trader for a very long time. Uh Went to college, um, wanted to be a veterinarian, as I shared, and (laughs) just have a total phobia of blood so it didn't work out (laughs) so that said i did get my veterinarian technician license in new jersey and i managed several very big estates huge estates up in new jersey so that was my background what i did is really buy sell train horses and children Okay. As well as some adults sometimes, but <laughs> basically <laughs> children. Yeah. And we traveled up and down the eastern seaboard doing just that. Wow. So all the big shows from the Hampton Classics all the way down to Wellington, Florida. Wow. Amazing. So, yeah. So it, it's a good ride for a while there. Literally. So you're working for some of the wealthiest <laughs> people in the world, that sounds like. It is. Yeah. yeah it absolutely is. Um, I will say some, the one fellow that I work for, I won't say the name, but He's actually the CEO of De Beers Diamonds, and he's well invested in the South African diamonds. Wow. So and he has uh, properties all over the world, mm-hmm. which Amazing. is really interesting. And he used to fly back uh, horses from South Africa, and some of them were kind of, you know, I, I, what are we going to do with this thing when he got here? Mm-hmm. But dealing with the quarantine and the training and all this um, put me in a position where I could go ahead, train this horse, and sell it for a profit. So I was very inspired by this type of work. I love 
being well invested in what I want to do mm-hmm. and just staying the course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and the horse. <laughs> sure, there you go. So you've transferred that, that passion or that commitment of, of life into the commercial real estate. How come, why commercial real estate? Interesting you say that. My husband, who I love very much, um, Thomas Rogers, I can say his name. Uh, he's well invested in commercial real estate. So when I moved to Tennessee, uh, he and I decided that, okay, I'm going to take over some of the portion of his burden, mm-hmm. and that's property management. Okay. So I've been helping him over the course of my years, 10, 12, mm, 11 years now. So anyway, he, he trusts me with his tenants and his paperwork and his money, which is you know, I mean, he doesn't trust anybody with his money. Sure, so. There you go. <laughs> and so anyway, um, that's, this is really how I got. So I was managing a portfolio on his end, about 15 buildings. And then his family altogether owns about 31 commercial buildings. Apart from that, manufacturing companies and things like this. Sure. I don't get involved with that. I just kind of oversee what he's going. But, you, but he owns quite a bit of real estate in downtown Nashville? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We own a, a, a large portion of um, Chestnut Hill. So what's considered um, Chestnut Hill at the time now is uh, 4th Avenue south down to Chestnut. And then 3rd back up is where he owns. Wow. So all the way back up to McCann. Uh, how many tenants are you managing there in those buildings? Oh, uh, good Lord. A lot. A lot. <laughs> well, and that's what that's where I'm really fortunate is that so somebody outgrows their business or their space mm-hmm. and I, I get the opportunity to relocate them to another space. Of yours. Yeah. Or somewhere. somewhere or, or somewhere. Yeah. So I mean say they're not any longer willing to stay or they can't stay or the parking's not good enough for them and their mm-hmm. needs. Mm-hmm. I can, as a commercial real estate agent now, relocate them in some place that's better suited for their business. Oh, nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So as a commercial uh, real estate agent, um, what would be, I guess, that kind of makes you stand out differently than a, a residential? Is it the same old saying that you would think? Do you, do you think that you kind of follow suit with different processes, the way that you prospect, the way that you, you know, set everything up? How, what makes it different? Everybody's got their own way of prospecting and wowing clients, etc. I think the prospecting aspect is the same across the board for both residential and commercial agents. You have to call on people and you, guest services and vis, um, uh, services in general. Just you have to put the client first, and that's absolutely paramount to anybody's success. Mm-hmm. So if if you don't put your client ahead of your wallet there's going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. And that, that's stationary quite across the board. And you're dealing with a little higher end people typically, aren't Absolutely. you? Absolutely. Yeah. What you're doing is really you're managing their investments. Mm-hmm. So perhaps somebody spent their whole life building up wealth and now they want to reappropriate it. Mm-hmm. And who do they talk to? Uh, or like the 1031 planner? exchange, need yes. to move money this way or that way, mm-hmm. not in residential. Yeah, makes but, sense. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so recently, Carrie Ann, uh, I had somebody request some help on, on getting some uh, commercial space. Mm-hmm. And again, not wanting to go down that foreign road and try to be, look like an expert, I brought Jennifer in. We met with the clients, and I was in, amazingly impressed how she – because we're talking about a C personality type that was very direct, very dry, very detailed, very numbers oriented, 
and boom, 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 boom. She was able to, I mean, every one of those questions would have gone over my head and I would have been dancing mm-hmm. there around the table. Well, she's in her lane, right? You know, you know? Her lane, and yeah. it's so funny because mm-hmm. you would love horses, right? So I'd use this analogy all the time when we're in, you know, a race, right? We have the, they put the blinders mm-hmm. on the horse to make sure that they stay in their lane, right? Absolutely. So same mm-hmm. concept of what we should really do. Mm-hmm. A, don't look at your competition, you know, A, stay in your lane and or truly just stay, you know, in, in your lane of, of your profession. I think that's important when it comes to like, when I was talking about the differences, is it longer to close on a commercial building? Um, do you find that they hold the commercial building longer than you and I would on a residential, you know, that kind of thing? Absolutely. And especially in this market now in Nashville. So, um, I think the average days on market for residential somewhere between 22, two days and 30 days, Mm -hmm. they're closed. Now, with commercial real estate, um, the due diligence period just starts at 30 days. Sure. You mm. know, and then you've got to get the lending, and then you've got to secure the property and do – you've got about six months' worth of work to mm-hmm. do on, really? on most commercial properties. Now, there's some that maybe they close quickly, and we don't know. That's not the norm, though. It's not the norm. Right. And so the life cycle of the deal is a lot longer with commercial real well, estate. Well, plus I would think, too, it's not just a shell – there could possibly be people in the shell, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like when you're dealing with investment purchases with, mm-hmm. you know, tenants, et cetera, mm-hmm. right? So you're mm-hmm. dealing with all those multiple, you know, um, multiple layers, which is great. And then having the experience that you do, cause you've been doing it for, for, you know, some time and having that um, ability to know how to also manage, you know, properties, which do you have um, multiple people that, you know, that you're always looking for the next, commercial building for you know is that something that we're always hey be on the lookout you know it's not that i want a new restaurant i want to find the next wealth building investment you know what i'm saying yes absolutely and that's that's really what i try to pride myself on is satisfaction for my clients um because if i satisfy their needs and we have some fun in the process and we get to know each other absolutely they're going to refer me a to their friends clients and family Mm -hmm. and b they're going to trust me with their business going forward which is amazing so Mm -hmm. i i really pride myself on handling a situation with a client whether it's good or bad and sometimes it can get hairy Mm -hmm. i promise and doing the best way i can professionally and Mm -hmm. making the situation work so that's a lot of going back and forth between seller and buyer and sometimes i work both sides of the deal so Mm -hmm. that that's very much often the deal i mean but having said that, real estate, commercial real estate in particular, um, it, it, you really have to gain the trust and the love of your clients. Okay. And, and without the trust, there's there's no deal. Mm-hmm. There's not. I've noticed in my little experience with it, there's not the emotional fact as much as no. the, business, yeah. the business mm-hmm. and the numbers it's part the of numbers. it. And speaking of which, you know, I, I assumed... And I, I guess I assumed incorrectly, but I assumed that the um, uh, commercial market w- would have taken a serious dive when COVID hit last year. But I, it, maybe that's not true. Is to some degree, mm-hmm. um, there's certain markets that have emerged. Mm-hmm. Uh, IWD, for example, industrial warehouse distribution is just absolutely out of control right now. Um, it literally evaporates off the market as soon as it's on the market. Oh. And to your point earlier, as you were saying, um, there's not. St- so much MLS of mm-hmm. real estate. So we depend heavily on relationships. Sure. So I have to have really good relations with other commercial real estates. 
agents as well as residential mm-hmm. re- residential sorry mm-hmm. uh, agents because this way they're going to refer to me off market properties sure so sure. A- a- as you know once it hits costar which is one of our version of mls mm-hmm. it's already too late mm-hmm. it's already overinflated oh, and I it's gotcha. picked over so mm. typically, I like to go ahead and make these relations with other commercial real estates. Tons of networking. Mm-hmm. People business, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. You know. mm-hmm. You've got to have steady relationships and trustworthy relationships so you can all work together. So I can call somebody and say, hey, listen, I have this off-market property right now. Mm-hmm. Have you got somebody for it? Mm-hmm. And they will say, oh, God, yes, Jennifer. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. this way, it doesn't even hit the market. We mm-hmm. just talk within each other. Mm-hmm. So it, it's... I find it um, fascinating. I love commercial real estate. I will say that. Um, it's because of that that I hate it. I mean, I really do. I hate it. I'm so glad somebody loves it because it's <laughs> so hard. When Connie and I were driving around and we drove every weekend, finding the Bear Hill office, we drove every weekend, hundreds of miles it felt like. You know, we didn't want to, you know, we wanted to find some parking. We didn't want to be too far off 65. We didn't want to go in the belly of the beast. I mean, all these parameters, you know. Mm-hmm. And every time we'd call somebody, they might call us back a week later or something. It's like, man, what a casual group here. I could never do. And anyway, I'm just really grateful. I, if I haven't said it yet, I'm really grateful to have a professional in that arena that we can refer to, Jennifer. And I appreciate that <clears throat> as well. So uh, do you also do the rental piece of that or just the for sale? All of the above. All of the above, yeah. yeah. There's not an asset class that I haven't handled up to now. Now, it's suggested um, for all commercial real estates, get into your very much like a residential um, some people deal with luxury homes. Some people deal with apartments and condos. Sure, mm-hmm. It's the same thing with commercial real estate. There's, there's many, many, many different asset types. So, for example, there's multifamily. There's uh, land and development. There's mm, office, retail. Yeah, corporate. Mm-hmm. Corporate. Mm-hmm. On and on it goes. Yeah. So you really are encouraged to become a professional in one arena or maybe two. Mm-hmm. Um, and make that work for you rather than being a jack of all trades. Mm-hmm. So for me, um, I really enjoy land deals in particular mm-hmm. and development. I, I've done office and retail, not so much my favorite, <laughs> but everything I've done, uh, storage units, uh, I've utility company, you name it, I've actually sold it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we do, I do handle the rental side with my husband's properties, but of course um, I'm willing to do that for other folks and I'm willing to advise them so not so much for me to make the money off of the deal is to, hey, I need your second opinion on this mm-hmm. and be there and be willing to give them free advice. Mm-hmm. And that's so important. It really is so important. People come to learn to trust you. And I think people possibly don't realize how much we pay for rent oh God, I around here. I mean, Staggering. I want to say mine's 30 a month. I mean, it's ridiculous. You know? 15 in Berry Hill. It's yeah. 10, I mean, it, it's, it's very costly, right? And so... Um, it can add up quickly, right? Absolutely. And so when you look to actually, so someone like myself who says, well, why am I renting I should own, mm-hmm. right? And so then you think, well, what if 08 happens again? I don't want be stuck with a commercial building. You know, you mm-hmm. kind of think through all that stuff. And, and by the time you come out of the thinking process, it's already moved up $3 yeah. million, you know? Yeah. And so you're like, oh, I should have, you know, done that so long ago, you know? And or possibly you, th- you, you know, or worried about your own abilities, you know, like what if this doesn't work or something? And you're like, it's been working for the last 20 years. Why won't it, con- yeah. you know, continue, but Don't it's reinvent ama- the wheel. Yeah. It's amazing. But what I love, what I'm hearing between the two of you is if you are a real estate agent out there, you know, for me, 
I'm in lending. I have friends in high and low places, right? I have banker friends here, there, wherever. So if you bring me what I call a shack, which is not conforming to the regular loan limits, I know somebody that can help us out, right? It's going to be a bank type of loan. I also am going to find somebody who will be cheaper to be able to do a quick renovation type. Hey, I want a new kitchen. I want this. I want that, Mm -hmm. right? Scenario. So when that client crosses my desk, I already, yes, I can handle, Mm -hmm. right? And I'm making the connections for your buyer. So I love what you're talking about here is where you're probably not saying, no, I I can't do that, right? You're probably already- I can do it with my help, with someone's help. Yeah, Right, but also just having another arm, you Mm -hmm. know, um, Mm -hmm. opportunity, which should open up more doors for you, you know, in the bigger picture Mm -hmm. when it comes, because that individual still needs residential. They need to live Mm -hmm. somewhere besides Mm -hmm. work somewhere, you know, and or put their money somewhere too, you know. And that's the other thing too. It's not as sexy or pretty, you know, I've got my partner. I'm like, that is ugly. I would never buy that. You know, and he's made more money off of those ugly things, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the buildings, the, the houses, et cetera, et cetera. So you have to take emotion out of the Absolutely. commercial piece as well, right? So There's share. no crying so, in commercial real so, estate. Yeah. So Jennifer, has the, uh, has the Zoom culture affected commercial real estate? The Zoom culture? Some some degree, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, some folks, okay, office and retail, they're mm-hmm. suffering a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's bound to change. It's bouncing back now. What I've found so far is that there's a reappropriation of these asset types. So maybe um, medical centers now want to move towards the retail-type mm-hmm. buildings mm-hmm. just because nobody wants to get on an elevator anymore. Right, you know, like Hunter Oaks Mall did. Exactly. Yeah. So HMOs and things like this are looking for different way of going about their daily business and different asset type class. So where you have an anchor tenant, say like Target or Ross or Marshalls, something sure. like this, they will place strategically a HMO or something like this in that area. So mm-hmm. say somebody's ill and they have to go to that area. Now they can shop the other person who dropped them off can go shopping at Smart. the same time. Yeah. yeah. They're so thinking two steps ahead. There you go. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so and th- to that point, um, like I said before, the industrial warehouse segment of uh, or a- asset class of real estate, it's booming. Um, and that comes with a lot of the out-of-state folks that are moving say, is that new and that big, come to big companies, so, mm-hmm. such as like Alliance Bernstein and Amazon and now Oracle's coming. So we've become somewhat of a hub for mm-hmm. technology, mm-hmm. and I don't see that slowing down. So with an example, Amazon purchases um warehouse distribution properties all the time they as soon as they hit the market even before they scoop it up really? and they have this um relationship with the whole foods to say and this is just one example but they have this relationship with the whole foods and now they need cold storage because they're storing food and they're also delivering wow. it so on top of everything else that they're delivering in 24 hours or less sometimes they're also doing cold storage. So there's such a need right now for warehouse space. It's, it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Wow. It, I just saw like rooms to go. I guess we yeah, have a huge, exactly. you know, warehouse down the street or something. Where you can get your furniture immediately mm-hmm. too or something. So yeah, I'm, you, depending on where you drive, you can start to see, you know, more, more of those, which is interesting. I find it also interesting that they wouldn't just buy the land and put up their own warehouse, but you're saying they would just... They're totally fine, and they're, they've already made their money, so they're just, uh, they just want it now. Now right? it's acquisition. 
I gotcha. Yep. Acquisition of property. Yeah, interesting. Because How the time, I think the time to build something is has so, probably been lengthened, hasn't it? So they'd rather have, get something. Yes. Exp- and and I can speak to that a little bit. You know, we all have to be very careful. COVID um, did put some restraints on us as a, as a United States of America, just say. So a lot of the materials that we buy from across the seas, say China, India, Indonesia, these kind of places, um, they're going to take a lot longer to get here now. And there's mm-hmm. se- several, several setbacks that cause that. Mm-hmm. So although lumber is right now um, considered a, a high commodity, I, I, you, can, you can find lumber all day long. Now, fixtures. You cannot find fixtures. So mm-hmm. if you want to put a new sink in, if you want to, you know, staple your building together, the, the brackets you can't find. So everybody's kind of in this panic mode, sort of like toilet paper and, mm-hmm. and right. COVID, and mm-hmm. they're rushing out and they're buying as many things as they can, wow. anticipating that there is going to be a shortage. Wow. And there absolutely will be a shortage. So what effect that has long-term on the economy, I'll be interested to find out. Sure. Right. Absolutely. Sure, especially building new homes. It's yeah, kind exactly. Of, they're, they're, they're different from the same resources yep. probably. Well, if so, you think about how they're be able to build a house within a certain period of time, but somebody doing a renovation, they're like, it's going to take 16 weeks you know, to just do two rooms, you know, mm-hmm. just because they're waiting on. It seems like you've been you know, working this. on your house for long enough to build a house. <laughs> My goodness, yes. But I love the bones and, I, you know, I'm just going to be built right. It's but a beautiful example, home. It's a beautiful like home. we're trying to get a grill and the grill's going to take eight weeks because of the knob on the front of the grill. You know, like, I was like, at this point, just give me a match, you know, yeah. and I'll just start it that way, you eight know. Eight weeks because of a knob. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what, but like you're saying, it's it's already starting and it's probably going to, you know, continue mm-hmm. and or, you know, hopefully something will change. But again, if you were out there as a, you know, professional real estate agent thinking about elevating your business, you know, to the next level, adding on, you know, these very talented professionals that do things so well in their own lane, right? Absolutely. People come to me all the time. Do you do commercial lending? No, um, I don't. But let me refer you to somebody that I trust, you know, and I know can get the job done. So you're always welcome to, to connect with me in regard to the financing piece. But I wouldn't be successful if I didn't have a go-to person mm-hmm. in this and that, et cetera, et cetera, right? And that's what so I'm saying here with Jennifer. This is with she's, Jennifer. She's so great, mm-hmm. you know, in, in knowing this, the, the commercial piece. And what you're saying, that's in regard to purchase and for leasing the whole kit and caboodle. Mm-hmm. Jennifer, how, how do our uh, viewers get a hold of you and if they have a, a connection that they'd like to refer out? What's your best number? Uh, what's, your, what's your cell? 615-879-1712. Mm-hmm. 1712? And what's that. your email address? It's J m rogers at nai nashville.com okay and awesome and ai nashville.com mm-hmm. fabulous all right so think of uh, miss jennifer and if you don't have somebody yet that's looking into commercial you are after you this podcast that's usually how it works because right you create your awareness um, and you attract it yeah and you do that and so you're always thinking two steps ahead so you're already planning the lunch and the connection Absolutely. um and uh just a delight learned a lot from you today and so grateful that you were with us um and again to reach out to miss jennifer you can reach her at 615-879-1712 one seven one two. There we go. Get it right, CA. <laughs> Thanks again, everybody. Thanks, Thanks Jennifer. Everybody. Appreciate you being <laughs> here. You Can't wait me. to have you guys come back next week. You've been listening to the talk of Music City Real Estate.